0: Cory Murray, C murder, C murder. I told you I'm calling you that forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I am in my Zoom meetings. I put my name. I put C murder. Well, it depends on who I'm talking to. But if I'm talking to to y'all at work, I put C murder.
1: I need to get cuter. Mine's so boring. It's like C pen. I
0: need to yeah. do better. <laughs> well, when I have to make sure I don't have Jillian's because Jillian will put poopy. Poopy, mommy. Okay, now that's funny. Imagine poopy mommy joining a meeting.
1: But yes, anyway, I am Charlie Penn. And I am Corey Murray. And you are listening to Yes, sir. Yes, oh my God, Corey, we kind of harmonized, which really ties us into the guest this
0: week. Did you feel like that? That's, that's true. But we did not have a strong black woman in the background going, do it again. <laughs> one voice, one voice. Oh my God, you guys. You guys, Kara Sheard is here. Cool. MG. Did we have Yo, a, Kiki I
1: re- had we had a Kiki?
0: We had a Kiki with Kiki. I'm going to confess, although I love gospel music, I don't know a lot of backstory about some of my favorite gospel artists, okay? As far mm-hmm. as like deep diving, you know, it's, it's some of the big ones. I shouldn't say that, but the nuances. And I knew the Clark sisters were revered. I really love you, brought the sunshine, but that's about all I knew about their story. Yeah, and so we learned everything. We learned everything. There was at one point, someone was tweeting and said, um, they were going, Maddie Moss Clark, Maddie Moss Clark. And somebody jumped in and said, uh, you better put some respect on her. her name is Dr. Maddie Moss Clark. There you go. And yeah. after that, everyone kept referring to her. that. So I, that was something I learned. I didn't realize she had, you know, that that was her I, title. I feel like the entire Black
1: woman collective of the internet gathered Saturday evening to gather to watch Party of a Lifetime. And we yes. all watched. So you guys, if you didn't know, we were, t- were talking about the Lifetime biopic, about the Clark sisters. The First Ladies of Gospel. The First Ladies of Gospel, which was whew, just magnifique. Amazing. That,
0: amazing. And can we just stand up and give a, let's do, can we do a clap real quick for Angelou Ellis? Let's do it. And that betrayal. Come on, girl. Can you hear it in quarantine? This is me that- throwing the awards. <laughs> When she throw threw them, them shoes, when she
1: throw them shoes, do it again. I
0: can't even be mad
1: at her. Phenomenal, and and I love Corey, like really kind of getting into the theme of this week's interview and everything we're talking about. I love seeing how much their mother pushed them, yes, to be perfect and to really truly achieve excellence beyond their gifts, right? Which is like such an interesting conversation because clearly they could say, you know, they could always
0: say. And I love how Kiara brought that up in telling her own story, which you'll get it later in the episode, how when her mother pushed her. But Charlie, was there ever a moment someone that you know close to you pushed you and you were resistant, but then later on you saw, oh my God, they were completely right?
1: Sis, absolutely. Believe it or not, my own mother. So before my mom passed, my mom passed when I was nine, as you guys many of you know, but before she passed... So my mom was, had a master's degree in English, so a mastery of grammar in the English language. And she was a, a college English and writing professor. And so, every, and she, I guess, you know, being a writer and a published author herself, she was always, like, focused on my writing and my reading and just my ability to write, read, and present. So when I was a little girl, every night I'd have to come home and I'd have to write a short little, you know, two-paragraph essay about what I learned that day we'd go through and we'd edit it together. And then I'd have to correct the proofreading, okay? But whatever we changed, I had to go back and rewrite it. Then I had to read it. And when I tell you, Corey, that shit used to drive me crazy. Imagine being a kid and just wanting to go outside <laughs> and play and you have to like write a daily essay.
0: But look at me today. Look at what I do. Anytime there's a breaking news or anything that we need done quickly at work, you know who we call on? Charlie <laughs> Pan. Just boom. Charlie, me, I'll be still writing something that was due five days ago. I'll be like, I'm still trying to get this lead together. I just, Charlie was like, I'm pretending I'm typing, y'all. And Charlie is like, done. And yeah. it's perfect. It's perfect. Oh, oh my God. She was, she, she gave you your gift for what you are now. And she, yeah, like, she pushed me to
1: just constantly write and read. And not just to do it, but to make it perfect. I wrote my first book. And, like, the I think it was called, Would, When Will Third Grade Ever End? So I'm, yeah, like, seriously, on my little, you know what I mean? And it was privileged, I was privileged to have a computer at that age to type on, but still, like, just thinking about it. And now when I just correct the sentence, you know, or correct somebody's grammar on the fly, I'm just like, mama, <laughs> I receive it. Like, Thank, you, <laughs> Thank you, Thank mama. Thank you, mama. You know what I mean? What about you, Corey? Who, who pushed you uh, in your life?
0: I would say... My mom too, but completely a little different in that one day I used to be really emotional as a kid oh. and I was in college and I had misquoted my dean of journalism in an article. And she called me in the office and I thought she was calling me to praise me and thank me. And she's like, you misquoted me. She's like, I'm on several boards. If, they, if this had gotten out that uh, these quotes, I, you would have ruined my career. I mean, she lit into me and I was just sitting there like trying to hold back my tears like... <laughs> okay, okay. And I just walked out of her office. And then I went back to my dorm room, used my, you know, the house phone in the dorm room and said, um, call my mother crying. And I could tell my mother, she let out a deep breath. And she goes, I need you to stop crying. And she got angry with me. And she was like you need to stop crying you're an adult now you need to figure this stuff out you basically she was saying i need to find my own courage and not let things bother me so much and where i was upset with her because i was like i was expecting her to embrace me and be like it's okay Cole. it's okay I'm for, you. I'm for you but she completely did the opposite and it was so shocking because i was like this is not my mother this is not the mother i know but Fast forward to anytime I'm faced with something different and I want to get emotional, I always think back to that moment and I'm like, don't you cry. Don't you cry. And I'm not saying people shouldn't cry, but i realize realized there's levels to when you need to break down and this ain't the level to break down. She made you tougher. I cry. She made me tougher in just that one moment with her. And, I, and it's interesting now, I uh, try to push that with um, with Jillian and I know sometimes she may not you know even now I found myself having a conversation with her going I need you to smile with doing something I need you to do this and she's kind of looking at me and being mad and I have to kind of walk away and realize like no she needs to grow and learn she needs to learn and I can't get sucked into her her puppy dog eyes
1: oh but that's real I think sometimes like I'm also very emo you know um and I feel like that's a great life lesson for a mother to pass on to a daughter Yes, like, you get to yes. feel your feelings, but don't swim in them. I know. Don't. Don't. Oof. Lord Jesus. But it was such a, like, celebration of sisterhood and Black women, and
0: I absolutely loved this one. I wish they did some things a little differently as far as when um, Dr. Clark passed away. But other than that, I didn't have any really big critique yeah. of yeah. what they did. I, I loved it. Now, I've, I have found out that the unsung that the Clark sisters did went a little deeper. Oh, so I, I, uh, I wanna go back and watch. because I, yeah, I wonder I if that's on demand. What could you Corey add into my binge list? So. You know, it's probably especially now everything is on demand. Everything. Can we talk everything. about it? Everything. Ooh. Speaking <laughs> of on demand, what other things did you I caught up with Insecure. Insecure premiered on Sunday. So I'm that's back. I was happy to see I think I was looking forward to seeing what Issa was up to, especially her being like an apartment um, management <laughs> person.
1: I know. The struggle is real. I, I definitely tuned in to Insecure. I was so excited for it to be back. I, as I guess, as like the love and relationships person, I'm really excited to see them play out the toxic friend dynamic thing. Yes. Holly and Isa. Because yes. I think part of like what a lot of us go through with that, like as we grow as women, is sometimes you and your best, best girlfriends grow together, and sometimes mm-hmm. you grow apart, and sometimes they're going through things in their life or you're going through things in your life that are so painful that you project that pain onto your friendship. Cause even yeah. in the premiere, I was like looking at Molly talk to Issa that way. And I was like, Oh, hurt people hurt people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And
0: no, it's and true. Real. That's I-
1: yeah. And so I think it's a great story to tell for black women about navigating toxic friendships and relationships. I think it's necessary. And I'm just like, I'm interested to see
0: how it plays out. Just like I'm interested in that versus battle coming up with, um, Babyface. But I, my my heart did go out to Babyface. The fact that his whole family had gotten sick, but I'm glad that they're recovering. And oh, yes, girl. I'm put, it's what about it, to be he's, on. He's, I'm about he to be on. for My money's on. Babyface. Baby Babyface. Come on. Come the on, come minute Babyface kilted at Essence Fest, I mean, I was always a fan, but I was like, oh, no, this is it. But then and that's I the gag, Because Teddy did too. I know. And I am a chicken head for no diggity. <laughs> But okay. Babyface, though. You know what I, I mean,
1: realized with Babyface? The other day, Soul Food was on, and I was binging, because, I mean, that's my movie, and I needed to see the food because I really miss flavor in my food. It's a long story. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I can't cook, and I'm not eating out. But that's neither here nor there. Um, he did that whole soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Like, we're waiting like, to exhale, right? to exhale, Soul Food. Y'all don't, I don't think folks are ready for what Babyface is about to drop. You know She's what I need, though? The, I need these versus people. I do need... Can we mail them all mics?
0: Because, like, I, I was watching the one with Riza. I know. And DJ Premier. Yeah. Okay, so I was not watching that. I was fully committed to the Clark sisters, but I was checking the feed, and I could see that everyone was like, RZA, you got to do better. Like, RZA, you got to do better. You got to do better with your microphone. And it's like, it reminds you me... You want to hear their comments, but you can't. It reminds me when we were chatting with D-Nice how he said just before he started getting, like, really hot with his thing, he went to the store and got new equipment before they closed out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get it. People couldn't necessarily be prepared for this, but there's so much fun. And, like, when they're breaking up or you can't hear them, you're like, wait, wait, where'd you go? Like, <laughs>
0: like what? You know? Yeah. But I... this need been- to send a bat signal to uh, Teddy Riley and Babyface. They, they make sure they're, um, they, that they get their stuff together. Well, i can't
1: wait to see who wins my money's okay. on baby face your money's on baby face our producer tiff says she's voting for teddy can you guys tell us who you think will win the battle hashtag guest girl podcast and also tell us what you learned or what you received about sisterhood and black womanhood from the clark sisters biopic hashtag yes. guest girl podcast.
0: all right let's get into this episode with kiera Polly Penn, you and I had uh, a dose of church on Saturday night (laughs) as we watched the Lifetime. I'm going to already call it a classic. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, The Clock Sisters biopic. Okay.
1: We went to church with Twitter. We went
0: to church (laughs) Saturday night (laughs) with Twitter and our guest today played one of the icons of the clark sisters she played karen clark Sheard because she is the daughter of karen clark Sheard. so please welcome to yes girl kiara Sheard.
2: hello thank you thank you for the welcome welcome
0: (laughs) sister thank you now we know we already knew you because you were already a gospel singer in your own right grammy grammy award-winning you're also a fashion designer radio host. This was also your not not your first time acting, correct? Yes, ma'am. Correct. So, so, but were you still scared to... Tell us about the moment they came to you and said, we want you to play your mom. Iconic.
1: Again.
2: Iconic. <laughs> <clears throat> right. So actually, I got a call from the director. Shout out to Christine Swanson. Of course, also my manager, Holly Carter, who's become like an aunt to me. Um, and they were like, they just like, hey, we want you to do your mom's robe as they splee. But of course I still had to audition. And I was like, well, I'm to be honest and transparent. I was a little nervous or I did show some kind of trepidation because of the negative reviews that come with Hollywood. So I was concerned about the pressure. Um, especially especially in the acting thing. So at first I was like, no, I don't think I wanna do it. And then I was like, okay, let me, so my dad talked some sense uh, into me. And he was like, well, you know that this is a major opportunity and I don't think that you should let this one pass you by. And, um, so I had him talk me some, talk some sense into me, my mom. And so I went after it. I auditioned and it was, um, it was cool. I, I flew out to LA and I also, then I had gotten more interested and I started, um, I asked that I audition for my aunt Nisi's role. So I actually auditioned for two roles, which was my mom and my aunt Nisi and I got my mom's role and that's how it all happened.
1: Wow. Oh oh I didn't know God. that. How did your wow. mom feel about you getting the role? What was that moment like?
2: She felt great. Um, she was really excited. You know, how some, you don't really show much, um, emotion or expression until things really start unfolding or happening. Um, like the movie, everybody was like, are you excited about the movie? And I was like, yeah, but it didn't feel real until I actually saw it on television and was like, oh, yeah, this is real. So, but she did. She was excited and she was like, I'm praying for you. Of course, she she's a praying woman. So her and my father, they prayed with me before I had taken the trip to Hollywood because we were there for like two or three months. So she was just like, I just want to I want everything to go well. I want the Lord to give you the creative skills that you need so that you don't feel inadequate and after the setting or whatever so that was what she did and then now that she's seen it she's been crying teary-eyed and all of that
1: at least you didn't have to like study her mannerisms you know how like when you play someone in a biofake right Corey? like they people talk about i studied their videos this is your mama you know how she does (laughs) everything so that's actually nice
2: so actually, I had to, because I'm more talkative than my mom, mm-hmm. and my mom is more reserved. So like you said, I didn't have to learn her mannerisms, but I did have to, have to learn to pull back, to draw back. And then there were some moments when I was like, I'm used to seeing her as mommy. I need to learn her as sister. Mm-hmm. And as sister, she's far more like, just chill. I don't say much. I let my sisters talk. But when she sings... She comes out the gate like a monster. So I had to learn that because I'm the oldest and she was the youngest. So those were some things that I had to learn. And it was very, but you're right. Because a lot of mannerisms, I was like, I kind of already act like my mom a lot. And it's really interesting and quite scary, actually. I didn't know it.
0: I love What it. was it like recreating the songs for her? Like when you would go on stage? Because I one of the scenes that I really loved was when your grandmother tells your mom, pulls her to the set back and says, you got this, you need to be the, well, she didn't really say the lead, but I want you to sing lead right now. And And one of the things I even tweeted about was it was your mother was and i'm sure all of some of this was hollywood up you know what i mean it was maybe uh changed for dramatic purposes but when your she pulled, she even had to encourage her on the stage and said you can do all things through christ and kind of winked at her and was like you got this
2: It was a great experience. And I would say that was actually one of the most empowering moments for me because sometimes, you know how we do things for years and years, but there are still moments in our careers where we doubt ourselves and we're like, I'm not sure I'm cut out for this. And and on that set, there were moments when I lived in my mind and I was just like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. So having that moment that I was, you know, actually having to play and drop into as a role, they didn't know, but that scene was empowering me to complete and go forward with the, you know, the actual movie or the role every day. So it was really, it was emotional for me too. Um, And I think that's why, it delivered the way it did because it became personal for me. It wasn't me just acting. And that's what I enjoyed most about this film is that while I was acting, there were moments where I really could take them personal. And so it was able to deliver like, oh, she's an actress. When I'm like, no, not really. It was just a personal moment for me.
1: Well, speaking of personal, how true to life was were like the scenes in terms of the dialogue and the emotion, because, you know, we obviously, there's artistic liberty at times, but you are part of the family that you were helping to portray, so if anybody would know Hollywood versus real life, it would be you, so how true to life were those scenes?
2: So, it was very true, um, from what I learned, my, my mom and my aunts had gone through almost a month of, like, interviews, it could be a little shorter, but they had gone through interviews, and I, From what I remember, I would be with my mom sometimes and she'd be like, I got to get on the interview for the movie. So it was, that was time consuming, which let me know that they did the research to make it really true. And, um you know, thank God, you yeah, had all of the sisters who are alive who were able to speak to it and say, no, this didn't happen, this did happen. And then my mom actually came on set to correct some of the scenes to say, hey, this is what happened, this is not what happened, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, great example, the funeral scene when uh, Karen becomes more aggressive and more um, voiceful in that moment. She corrected that because before it was another sister that was in front and she said, no, that's when I spoke up because I had a lot like, a whole lot of emotions um, and so to be honest and from what I've learned because a lot of this stuff you know by me being the kid of the family us being children my cousins and I some of them knew because they're older than me but some of us was like y'all didn't tell us this we had to <laughs> learn about a movie I bet. so um, it was really interesting and I and I had to learn by reading the the lines and and, and being in the film um, so but like I said the family, they definitely assured that it was true. And I remember my grandmother, she was just like that. If you talk to anybody that's been in our choir, they always will mention moments like that. And when I was younger, now I got to cut this answer short because it's a little long-winded, sorry. It's okay. My it's grandmother, okay for the
0: podcast. My... That's what we want to hear, the stories. <laughs> yes, we want the stories. Yep.
2: Okay. I remember my grandmother, when I was a kid, I had an older cousin and he teased me so much to where it was just like over, it was just too much. One time my grandmother, and he was tall, he had to be like six feet, he was tall. My uh he did something, and my grandmother hit him upside the head with a tape recorder, and I never forgot it. And she said, You better stop messing with my baby. And there was another moment when someone else would like tease me, it was her caretaker, and her leg was amputated, and she 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 was just not a fearful woman. She would do anything. She didn't show that because I'm in the wheelchair, you're gonna stop me. She still was just, I'm Dr. Maddie Moss Clark, and you better hear what I'm saying. So she did something. What did she She hit that lady upside the head because she was teasing me too but she was in her wheelchair and so um i definitely have seen those true moments of my grandmother where she's just a fearless woman so absolutely it was definitely true
0: i love you that. know it's interesting you say that because the scene in the film um uh, and let me correct the title is called the clark sisters the first ladies of gospel um where your grandmother is in the hospital and she's saying goodbye but then on uh, Twitter that night, someone posted a clip of your grandmother, like you said, in her wheelchair uh, directing a choir. And I believe Amen. it was your Aunt Dorinda who was helping her. And I kind of wish we had seen that and just what you're talking mm. about. Like, I think I would have rather seen her still having that fighting spirit up until the end as opposed to knowing you know because the way they cut it was like she was in the hospital because she's you know she seemed a little defeated and then the next yeah. year, you know you go to the funeral I wish right. we could have seen more of that
2: I agree I, I agree at what first is- honestly I was like I wish this could be a series because there's so much more to tell right but,
1: yeah <laughs> we wanted that part two three Absolutely. four I think that was the beautiful thing for all of us there was so much we didn't know and there was so much that we got to learn about the sisters and the yeah. and fam- the family bond and that tightness from you know behind the vo- the vocal. so i would love to ask you like what did you learn from your aunts and growing up like what did you get to take from that
2: the one thing that i learned about them is that they are absolutely like strong women In real life, what I loved about it is that these women actually live. I don't know if you all remember when my grandmother said to them, you got to make sure you're living the life that you sing about. Mm-hmm. and they'll always say you know they'll make sure people are sure and clear i'm not perfect but i'm really trying to live this thing right like i'm and you know a lot of a lot of people will say oh all church people are hypocrites but i have seen examples in my life where they really are trying to live like something and it's not just about legacy to them but it's about what will the lord say to me is he pleased with me yes or no and so that inspires me the most um but also to see that they stuck to their guns when it comes to their passion their dreams their faith their sisters they still covered each other sometimes we'll get angry with each other and respond out of emotion and do things by putting our sisters out on the table and that scene where auntie nisi you know admitted and said hey i'm pregnant they didn't go out with a a, a weird disposition or make her feel uncomfortable before they did though because they were like why didn't you tell us that and we can't go out but mama came in there and was like the show goes on and we'll deal with this later. And so I learned a sense of accountability is necessary for even the adult. And sometimes in our generation, and especially in this era, we kind of shun away accountability, but the village is not just for the child it's for the adult as well. Like I said, and then <clears throat> the other thing that I noticed about my grandmother that had inspired me is that she didn't let a man stop her from going forward. She didn't let a man like tell her to, you know, water down her strength. She was still respectful to leadership, but she spoke up and she spoke up and she showed passion. She didn't show disrespect. It was just like, listen, if we're about the gospel, then why can't I go out there with my girls with a long dress on and share the gospel with the word? Do I have to stay in the church? No, it says go out there. So that inspired me to do what I do as a believing woman, as a woman of faith, but to also remember to cover your children and to make sure you have that line of communication with your children. Um, Great example, you know how now our parents used to tell us, Don't do it because I said so. If we had questions, that was a form of disrespect. And so I did learn from my grandmother that one thing that she should do and that she could have done more of is communicated with Auntie Twinkie the business while she was around her more. And so I would have enjoyed or I have learned that to have that communication, even it doesn't matter how busy you are, inform your child as much as you can while you're going, especially you're going to have them around. And I appreciated that lesson as well. I got a whole bunch of lessons so I'll
0: Stop that i can literally talk y'all's ears out i love girl talk okay so do we Please. Okay. and like they say in the church take your time girl because okay. <laughs> we you were all be- taking these lessons away right Corey?
1: like i feel like when we were watching we were just like oh this went to my heart
0: yeah. i know and you know when you bring up your um your aunt uh twinkie because my my heart went out for her because, you know, she wanted to go to Howard, she wanted to go to school and study, yet she had this gift. Like, I'll be honest, I didn't know, realize she wrote most of the songs, including one of my favorites, You Got Brought to Sunshine. You know, that's. Absolutely. I thought that was really important to, to show. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, how is she doing now? How is she?
2: She's good. Um, she goes in and out. I don't know if you all remember the scene where she, they admitted to her having a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. And um, that was their way of also saying to cover your family when you see that there are um, challenges within the mind. Because you, I was just watching another movie yesterday, but this is about the Clarkson's movie. But it, what was the name of the movie? On Netflix, it was called um, Platform. And it was, I don't know if y'all see it, but y'all have to see it. But it, he shows these moments where he's in his mind and the mind can be a battlefield alone. And going back to the Clark sisters film, auntie Twinkie having that moment where she feels guilty to where she's not able to move forward. That was a powerful moment for me as well, but she's doing good, but she has those moments because it's been for years where she'll be like, I have to go with mama. I got to go do this. I got to go do this conference. Whereas now the sisters will have like big dates and she'd be like, I don't feel like it. And I understand, like now that you see the film, it's like, well, I understand she's been doing this almost every day of her life. It's been music, music, music. Clark sisters, Clark sisters, Clark sisters. Maddie Moss, Clark, Maddie Moss, Clark, Maddie, Moss Clark, Maddie Moss. It's just like find a song. And then it's not just that, but she had the weight of the world in those big crowds that she had to minister to and pour into and so I understand so to answer your question she has these moments where she's like I just don't feel like it um but she's doing really well um and and she's always around and she comes to church faithfully she was just playing the organ at our women's uh day not too long ago and we always scream when she gets on the organ but she's she's doing really good
0: and I love that scene too where Yes, this was a gospel show. I mean, a gospel movie, and it was, you know, faith based is right at the front. But you guys didn't like sweep it under the rug that she had to go get professional help yes. to deal with it. You know what I mean? Because I know that's a huge challenge in our community. Is something you think you're going to just pray away? Right. Um, that wasn't the case with her. She had she had to go get help. Absolutely. Another layer of help in addition to her prayer. And I love that you guys showed that.
2: Absolutely. I
0: love Yeah, she was so good, right? She was so good. She was so good. (sighs) I was
2: crying all... I did a lot of crying watching it. I think we
1: all did, you know? And I love the vulnerability that we got to see among so many different women. Um, And I think each of us could find something inside of each of your aunts and your mother that we could relate to. You know what I mean? And that struggle to pursue your dreams and take a risk and bet on yourself. And yeah. whether, it, whether it works out or not you still have to do it and I'm yeah. kind of it's interesting that we ended up getting to watch it right now because I think everybody has so much more time to think right yeah and it's like I love that I got to watch Twinkie Story and be like okay what do I need to say no to right all? right what do y'all say a no to after this because exactly look.
2: <laughs> and you know what it's it, it's so it's like a so I've been in Auntie Twinkie's space before because I'm super close to my family and I'm super devoted to them. I found myself in, in, um, in some spaces mentally and emotionally like my Aunt Twinkie because I'm so devoted to my family. And like you said, I've been devoted to the church and then sometimes I'll be so overly devoted to like relationships. And I would feel guilty if I had to say no. But one lesson that I've learned is that sometimes it's the no that will save your life, that will keep you in your right mind that will allow you to have some time for yourself. Um, but the other balance was I understood what grandma was saying, where which was you need to be around me so that I can help you make decisions because you make bad decisions when you're on your own. And I've made poor decisions in dating, sometimes in business, which that's a part of life that you have to learn. But like she said, I think she said something like, um, this man, do you have a job? The first question she asked was, do you have a job? And he said, I'm working on it. What? That's just sending you away right now, you know? Um, so it was just really, and it was like a, a battle. And I was like, well, what should she have done? Should she, the moment mama asked that question, should she have said, well, maybe we need to table this or should I still go and move to the, the Carolinas
1: with you? you know? I mean, when I saw that scene, I just thought about how, real talk, safe space. I just thought about how often we, as women, see the red flag just waving at us in the beginning. But because we need that love and we've wanted it for so long, or it's what we think we need in our life right now, we still just,
2: we say, maybe I
1: don't see that flag over there. Maybe I'm just, maybe it's waving, but it's not waving at me. Right. (laughs) You know? And I mean, that's human. We have all done it. It happens. It's real. It's real. Yeah, it is. But it, it also
0: kind of goes to your point, not to cut you off, Charlie, like maybe we have to go through that red flag so we can have the experience, mm-hmm. unfortunately. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, so then you could then be a testimony to someone else down the road and be like, listen, I was supposed to move somebody. I, I had all the flags. I went and did it. It was horrible. If you see the flags run away, and then maybe that'll help pass one. And in yeah. that
1: scene where he was like, you need to get a job and you were supposed to be the more famous, she didn't look at him like, I can't believe you're like this. She looked at him like, I can't believe I was right, like that you really turned out. To... She wasn't like right. surprised as much as she was disappointed. Right. right? You know what I mean? That's and amazing. I thought that was beautifully acted out <clears throat> because it's like, often when you know, you're not surprised. You're just like, damn, I wish I had been wrong.
2: Right. <laughs> you know? I, and I just I found myself in that space before, like I said, in a relationship. And then when the 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 next good thing came, I was like, oh yes, because you're better than the last. And it's like, wait, no, that just because this one is better than that one, you making the wrong comparison. You got to get another one. Right. So I just um I I just found my I found myself in my Aunt Twinkie and that was the other scary thing because I was like, oh, I want to audition for my mom. Then I want to audition for my Auntie, but what if I would have nailed my aunt Twinkie because I found so much of myself in her. And a lot of people say, you look just like your aunt Twinkie. And I'm like, well, maybe there's a reason the Lord built me up like this. Maybe I need to go have some life conversations with aunt Twinkie to see like, what should I do here? You know? So it was, it was very interesting and emotional for me. And and again, Just knowing, because for a long time, to be honest and transparent, we said this is a safe space. I thought that the Clark sisters were underrated, and I'm not just saying that in a biased place, but they were this female group who created this sound that was able to show the world there's a way to give a mixture of a traditional sound and a contemporary sound and they did that from their teens and now in their 60s and 70s talk about timeless legacy timeless gift anointing um and then my aunt was a female musician like which is why some of us were so obsessed with Missy Elliott because she was putting out these hits like what we see only a lot of males do and so I'm like are, are we not seeing that Twinkie Clark is <clears throat> on the organ writing these songs back to back giving an array of sound and so I just thought it was long overdue so I was just really excited not because it was my family but just because I've seen their blood sweat and tears go into pouring into the world.
0: Speaking of Missy I mean you had some heavy hitters that produced this. Queen Latifah, Mary J. Blige, Missy. What was it like working with them? And, you know, I'll be honest, going into it, I thought, oh, you you kind of need them to get the attention of the Clark sisters. But to your point, the Clark sisters could stand on their own or, and have been standing on their own for mm-hmm. a number of decades. decades. You, know, but, but can you Yes, but can you speak to what was it like, you know, working with them and how much involvement did they have besides producing?
2: Um, <clears throat> it was really special and the involvement beyond producing they are actually friends to the family so missy has become super close to like literally all of us um and she was making sure i was on my a game make sure you don't come out here with no mess now nah, make sure y'all own it and because she has such a passion um to the clark sisters and hearing these uh, I, I saw something on twitter and they said something like Your favorite singer is a favorite singer. Something like that. It was so cute. But it was basically saying a lot of people are saying, hey, which this is what Missy has shown and and explained in like her interviews. I don't think we know. But these girls have been. So I'm saying that to say her devotion, her dedication to the Clark sisters was just outstanding. And she was so devoted to the film. The same with Miss Queen. When I talked to her, I only talked to her once. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to Mary about the film. But when I talked to Miss Queen, she was devoted to it as well. So, And it was because it was, the notes that I heard from all of them was, I'm devoted to this because their music changed my life. Their music affected me personally. So I think when you have a personal um, transformation or connection to something, it's on a different level. So I can say that they were really, and for what I heard also, they, they were very involved because they had to send the, the footage back and forth and they also provided feedback and they wanted to see it. It wasn't that they had to be reminded of a film. It was like, no, I need to see what's going on now. So it was really special.
1: I remember the tweet you're talking about. It was, the Clark sisters are your favorite singer's favorite singer.
0: Yes, that's that was it. it! And
1: I was like, that's a word. We all yes. know it's true. And speaking of you being a singer yourself with this amazing singing career, I want to talk to you, and then your mom being who she is. And now we got to see how your grandmother really pushed for musical excellence and perfection. It's like, Mm -hmm. yes, you have this gift, but I need you to take it, you know what I mean, all the way to heaven, right? Mm -hmm. Like take it there. How has your mom helped to craft your own uh, vocal style and ability, help you to push your own gift to the point of perfection and excellence?
2: Oh my. So I think naturally our family has become hard on ourselves because of the excellence my grandmother strived for. So my mom had to correct me in other areas of my life um, because I had her as my standard. I was already hard on myself. Um, I would look at her and see how... She didn't always take her shoes off. Now she's like, "Listen, I'm a seasoned woman now, so I I can take off my shoes." (laughs) But for years, she stood in her her stilettos, would run across the stage, did what she needed to do, and perform. She didn't let people see her sweat. So as that, with my mom being my standard and her hitting these super high notes, sometimes I would get on the stage and I would be hoarse at, at like the first. Yeah, at the first song. And I'm like, I can't go like my mom. So I would really feel inadequate. So just trying to measure up to my mom, that within itself was a healthy challenge for me because that was my way of striving for excellence. And then my mom taking me out on the road she started me out on her debut record and I was nine years old and I didn't want to sing but her push she literally was dr. Maddie Moss Clark to me all over again and she said no you are gonna sing this song if you ever get a chance to like YouTube the video of me when I was nine, you'll see that I had the stankiest attitude as a nine year old. And you could tell I was annoyed with my mom. Um, but she pushed me and and with her setting me up, that has changed my life. I literally am living in purpose um, because my mom pushed me on a day of when I didn't wanna go. I wanted to play with my friends. I wanted to sit in the audience and just, you know, be a kid and enjoy. But she was like, no, this, this is what it is. So I appreciate my mom noticing the gift in me and helping me to step into purpose and to go towards destiny. Um, what else did my mom do? So being on the road, I had to learn, don't play with people's time at nine years old. Um, cause she, this is when I didn't have my records out. This is when we were still, she just was taking me on the road cause she believed in her daughter. Same with my brother. We were both traveling together. If we had lobby calls, Um, it it wasn't the kids can sleep in. No, y'all be downstairs before me or with me. And so it was almost like Maddie Moss Clark, and she's still the same way today. Like, make sure too, that you find yourself at someone's church. So I still, my father and my mother, I'm still faithful to my church choir, which is the way of keeping me humble, because they believe in if you remain faithful over few things, the Lord will make you a ruler over many. And so that is another part of the excellence piece that she really just has instilled in me so um it's it's so much i mean she's my mom and i can go on because i'll try to act like it's her appreciation day but (laughs) her her way of just pushing me and saying you got to be better this can be better they've corrected me on my attire um, because my, my legs are juicy. You know, I got a lot of meat up in here. Come on, Curtis. So, all right. <laughs> so my mom was like, if you're going to go up there and sing, you got to make sure you ain't up there jiggling. Go put on a good girdle and make sure you're not a distraction from what you're, you know, the message you're trying to convey. So those are just some notes, and I'll stop because I talk too much. Wait, No, so, you wait, don't. So speaking
0: of clothes, Love speaking it. of the clothes, though, one of the best tweets or the conversation is when uh, I forgot what, I think it was Jackie, your Aunt Jackie went to uh, oh, your grandmother's house and she yes. had on pants. Oh my God. I I rem- I was I shared on Twitter that I remember going to a church and I had on a pantsuit and we were waiting in the lobby to go in because the service had started so we were waiting for that break and this woman looked at me and she had a little girl with her and she said, oh mommy, I didn't think women were supposed to wear pants and her mother looked at me and said, they're not. Oh. And Ooh. Yes, and my mom just looked at me because I—I mean, you know, quick, quick, quick. I mean, rightfully so. I got upset, and my mother was just she held my hand and she was like, "It's okay." And then we didn't go back to that church anymore because she was like, "It doesn't matter how you come." But everyone started sharing stories of Koji yeah. and going to. Church. Yeah, and then did you stop wearing skirts, I'm curious. That's did you a ever great question. I love that question.
2: So, um, my father is my pastor. He's my bishop, my covering, and um, my dad is. He's very relaxed because he's one of those who have experienced. Obviously, he was in that day, and so yeah. he understands that his his children are uh, they'll respond to that like this is too much um so i still wear my skirts but my father allows us to wear pants on sundays well, actually anytime we come to church and but his thing is i don't want y'all to be so relaxed that we can't dress up no more i like to dress up yes True. I yeah I, I
0: mean it's a part of our culture it is a, a, a good part of our culture yeah
2: yeah but to his point like if you look at the celebrities now they're way more relaxed we're like in the 90s they were coming out with chandeliers on their heads i mean (laughs) but now it's so different i think just world round but i wear my skirts um when i'm in the choir um and my dad is a stickler he like you got big pretty legs i just need to i just need you to make sure you're not a distraction to the folk that's in my pulpit. so (laughs) i understand that and um so I, I get to wear pants though, so, but I still wear my skirts. And I, this is actually a long dress now. So um, we have to wear white, white, white. and makeup, <laughs>
1: white and makeup. Like whenever I was seeing those scenes, I was like, "Now how? I cannot keep something white longer than a minute." <laughs> me neither. And I have the hardest mm. time, Charlie, when it's time for me to get you. Look, I'm whispering like y'all in the room. I but like, It's like, it's so real. Like, if I put on something white, I guarantee y'all within 60 seconds, I have somehow touched my face and touched <laughs> it with makeup. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. And makeup, if, even if somebody hugs you, and the white can actually oh, be
2: beautiful. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, now I have an attitude with the person, and they just were showing you love. I just...
1: <laughs> It's that chin smudge, you know. It's that the makeup. chin
0: smudge. <laughs> who, who, you well, know, well, now okay. that we're well, Cardi- now, now we're social distancing, people's not people are not gonna hug us as much. So maybe the wife will part. have a stand. Right. By. I,
2: I just heard Cardi B's voice. Coronavirus! Really? I'm starting saying that.
1: Don't bug me. All right. Seriously. I mean, I don't think people are gonna be getting this close. Speaking of How has the pandemic affected you personally, your life, your family? How is everybody? Are you safe? How's it going?
2: Everybody is hanging in there. I don't think I've been on, I don't think I've ever been on as many prayer calls as I've been on during this quarantine. Um, This space has really thrown me to the floor to really seek God, um, because my grandparents tested positive for it. And um, I'm super close to my grandparents. like super close, like I, I talk to them how I'm kicking it with y'all. And um, if anything happened to them, I would be so heartbroken, but, they're in the hospital. My grandmother is making progress. They've been able to turn her oxygen down because she's beginning to breathe on her own and she's passing her Mm tests. So thank God for that. Mm -hmm. And then my grandfather, they let him go home because he was doing so well, but they had to take him back because he uh, became dehydrated. Um, so, but my grandfather is so sharp, fast. He's also a preacher, a bishop and just, um, he doesn't get sick. So us having this challenge, we were just really blown away by them. My uncle who like takes care of them or looks out for them because they move on their own, but who's often around them. Um, he got the virus. So he had to go to the hospital. So it was like back to back. And then, um, I got a positive note coming after this. Then we just kept getting calls that people we knew who were close to us in church were passing away. My father's administrative assistant, he just passed away, who was another sharp man. Um, But we're also hearing, great things where people are recovering and leaving the hospital and it's older people or it's more seasoned people i don't like to call them older so literally we've been praying every day and the lord has been working miracles because i could go on and on about the other positive um feedback that we've been getting as far as people recovering from the virus but we're hanging in there um i've seen my father um be affected because he's close to his parents as well so it's been hard um but we've been doing zoom calls the church just did a zoom call with my father where it was a few of us and it, he it, they, they made him boil his eyes out he was like i want to thank you for thinking of me. And we were all in the car crying. So it's, it's brought us closer together. Not that we weren't closer before, but it's, it's had us to be more consecrated before the Lord. It's brought us closer together to make sure we're communicating with our families and, um, to get some rest. So I've been resting and I've been enjoying the, the, the work from home. Um, so yeah, that's how it's been affecting me, but I'm, I'm in, I'm in good spirits. I
1: hopefully you can see that. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> and I'm so happy yes,
0: that they're absolutely. recovering.
1: Yes, thank you. Yes, Please thank pray you. for them, thank too. You. Keep praying. Absolutely. We all got it. Yes, one big yeah. prayer circle, look. Yes. One big one. Yes. Are y'all I'm good? Trying. How are y'all taking it?
2: It's,
1: been, it? it's been rough. My husband lost his uncle last week. Um, they I'm were sorry. very close. And so that was hard. But I'm just, like you said, I try to um, balance the positive stories. Yeah. Out, you know, every time, like, I'm f- hearing something about someone losing someone or someone being sick, I'm also searching for those beautiful recovery stories. You know, yes. people leaving the hospital, people beating the odds, because we, that is hope. You yes. know what I mean? And I think we all need to hold on to Thank you so much for asking. Absolutely. You know, what
0: about you, well, i'm Well, uh, I know. I feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel guilty, because I don't have, uh, we, like, I was telling them before, my family, we flew, we fled to Florida, um, because for us, it was, uh, my daughter's father, he has a business in Haiti and it was just mm-hmm. better to be down here and closer. Um, right. so we've been here. We, we, um, <laughs> and I won't show you guys cause y'all would be like, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think mom was is like, are beautiful? you outside? And I'm like, it is. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you. I think God made me get over my fears of flying down here because I think I needed to see this because it has helped my mind. Cause I think if I have personally stayed in Brooklyn in my little apartment, cause Charlie has a beautiful home with space, but we only have like this two bedroom. I get and, it. And you know, us going out, you know, I don't have a car. Like, you know, when I told uh, my daughter's father, you know, we had to get on the, the bus to take back the groceries. You know, it was completely packed. And he was like, what? He's like, y'all got to get out of there. Yeah, you know what I mean? But, but that's, well, that was my, that's my life, you know, whatever. So I, I think leaving helped save us from I, getting it because I had, I mean, you know, it was just me. And I had to, you know, care. I, she's too young for me to leave at home while I go out and shop. So I couldn't. Uh, anyway, I'm rambling. No, but I but feel yes, you. i fine. I'm doing really fine.
1: And I love that you're getting that time to see something beautiful and be with your daughter. And like we're all sitting with ourselves, right, for the first time in a different way. And you know, I love um, Resurrection Day and Easter and just the renewal of all. Yeah, this is going to be a renewal of spirit, I believe, for all of us. I believe so too. I was on.
2: I was on a prayer call and someone said we're not looking th- looking at this as um, isolation, but we're looking at it as consecration, um, a way to purify our souls and our minds. Some of us need to detox from things, and how you were saying, learning to say no to some things, reevaluating our lives, and taking the risk, like you said, Corey, to just go and do some things that are different, so that you can find ways of rejuvenation. So um, I agree, and I'm so. glad that you are out there I want to see the view now I'm like take a picture send it to me and I I know there with
1: you we won't tell Corey just sneak sneak (laughs) us a little I know I'll
0: sneak I'll sneak I'll send it to (laughs) y'all just so you know okay
1: well before we wrap here I would love to know what you what give me like your nightly prayer or your morning prayer what are you praying for right now
2: um well this morning um I was just thanking God for life and instead of asking the Lord for so much, I started just thanking him for it because he knows what we need and I want his will. And so I just wanted to change my disposition so that I wouldn't get into like a depressing like space. Um, lately, I've been saying, God, I thank you. I thank you for what you're doing in my life. I thank you for the better decisions that I will make. I thank you for good health. I thank you for the healing and the victory of my grandparents. I thank you for um, you lifting the weight of guilt. I thank you for delivering me from feeling inadequate in the seasons that will come. I thank you for the income that you're providing for me that is like a miracle. I thank you for not letting me um, you know be all in my mind to where I'm just feeling down and depressed. I thank you for removing the weight or the spirit of anxiety. I thank you for deliverance so I've just been saying thank you. Um and then when I can't help but to ask them something, I'll ask the Lord, like today I was asking, can you please let the release of my album that's coming out, I think Friday, April 17th, can you let it be good? Um, so that's been my prayer lately. Um just protecting me. And like we were talking about making better decisions, not going back to what we were already doing that probably wasn't working before when we come out of the quarantine. Um, but that's been my prayer. And I've been I've been making like Okay, I told y'all, I try to, I got a short, I know you said I'm good, Charlie, but I'm working on my answers.
1: I think you're so, good.
2: I've been listening to my father's Bible studies and Bill Winston's Bible studies. And there was this, um, these services where they're talking about the power that's in your tongue. So I've been declaring things over my life because we said we believe in words of affirmation. If you speak to a plant, like if you did like a science project and you put a plant there, you speak life to it, more than likely it'll live. If you speak death to it, more than likely it'll die. So I started really evaluating my words and using that principle um, heavily. And literally, I I said my body is here because I was showing symptoms of the virus. Virus as well I lost my taste my smell I was coughing go on and on you too so I've been using the the law of confession if y'all get a chance to read the book you gotta try it's really good but that's what I've been doing also
1: oh wow those are some powerful prayers sir I'm I love sorry it. that was All wrong right.
0: oh okay I have one more question about the movie can you just tell me your thoughts real quickly on Anjanue Ellis okay, okay.
2: Yes. she remarked she killed, <laughs> assassinated that role. Oh
1: my She's God! Just, Give her all the awards. Look, this is all me of them. Throwing them, all of them. She better get them all.
2: She deserves it. When she um, when she came on set, the sisters cried at the first sight of her because they were like, "Wait a second, like, was, what she, was she dressed?
0: Was she, she dressed? dressed. dressed? Yes." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they oh just all god. cried.
2: My aunt Dorinda um, fell in her arms as mm. if she was my mom, my grandmother, all over again. So that made me cry. I'm like, Lord Jesus. But yeah, she killed that role.
1: She killed that role. It was uh, incredible. It was incredible. Oh my
0: god. Oh
2: my and, god. And, and, and having know, that experience, yeah, having that experience. Um, I, I my hats are off to actors because. I was literally emotionally exhausted. Like then I was physically exhausted because you of you having to drop in and out of those emotions that the role requires. Um, I was like, oh my God, y'all gotta do this for months. Like y'all are filming. Some people film movies for years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus, I don't know. But <laughs> it was really the way she was in it because she stayed in her role. Like she didn't do a lot of talking when they were like cut. She was focused, like laser focused. And that was so inspiring to see how she was just about her work. So I totally would say she
0: deserves it. Whew. Praise God, praise God. Look at this oh my Kiki, God. That we, look know. at this Kiki we had with Kiki. <laughs> Yay! <Yes! laughs> right?
1: That's what just happened. Charlie Finn, him. Charlie Finn, you did it, you did it, Charlie Finn. Yeah, the Kiki yeah. with Kiki, that's the name of the episode, period.
2: See, I love it! <laughs> Yes. Yes. So I thought about it because I was telling you my new prayers, which they are more um, declarative. And the song that I have out now is called It Keeps Happening for Me. And for a long time, I was concerned. I was just like, hey, I feel really weird. Um, God, I've been working hard, working my, my behind off. And I want something new. I'm ready to see my dreams. And the Lord dealt with me and was like, hey, you're looking for your dreams to come alive in one way. And I'm doing a whole nother thing. He said, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Look around you and change your disposition. Because for a long time, I'm like, why does this keep happening to me? Why is nothing good coming to me? and so he had me to see the movie to deal with the RCA and on so on and and my clothing line with Macy's so many great things blowing me away it just wasn't coming in the form of singing and so he was having me to see, I'm doing a new thing in your life if you'll just see I'm creating new streams of income for you and you sit here with an ungrateful heart so I changed and I said, forgive me, Lord, for seeming to be ungrateful. And I started saying, it keeps happening for me. This will not be a season for me. This is me stepping into time. It's my time. And so this song is saying that. And I was so inspired. And so the record is, like, really empowering. And like you said, you'll hear the prayers there. And it comes out April 17th. Super special. I hope that y'all would take some time to listen to it. But that particular song out is out now.
1: Congratulations. Oh, my God. I All the success that you've had and all the blessings, like you said, you. you know, and all the forms. And it's just great to see your life so diversified, you know. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: So, Kiara, in addition to the album, where else can we learn more about the music, your life, the future of everything?
2: So, my website is still active. I know we're still stuck to social media, but I have everything there. My merchandise, literally my whole life, at IamKiaraSheard.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, as just Kiara Sheard. And, yeah, that I'm, I'm active. Oh, Snapchat. I didn't mention Snapchat. We don't have MySpace no more, but I'm just there everywhere else as a, <laughs> <laughs> as Kiara Sheer.
0: I love it. Thank go, you. Go check it out, everybody. Go Thank support and good luck to everything. And we're gonna get this album. We're gonna go get the catalog of the Clock Sisters. Okay. We're gonna get your catalog. Okay. Oh my God. Five
2: sixteen. Looks Yes.
0: Them. I'ma They're send so you. It's so cute. I need short sleeves for this Florida weather. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> No, but truly, <laughs> thank you
1: so much you. for your time and your positive energy. And we're so excited for the album. The movie was incredible, and just keep rolling, sis. Thank you, thank
2: you so much, and thank you for these girl chats. Y'all are so empowering and inspiring as well. I love y'all. It's so fun and refreshing.
1: Oh, y'all make welcome. us feel
2: like we're not alone.
0: We're in it together. We're, we're in, in it together. together. Yes. We're real. Hold <laughs> hands, hands, holding hands. Look. <laughs> Feel it. I'm All serious right. please
2: thank you thank so you. much
1: ladies
0: thank, thank you, you. be sure to listen download or subscribe to more episodes of yes, yes girl, girl featuring interviews with Jada Pinkett Smith Amanda Seals Ayala Van Zandt and Michael B.
1: Jordan you can find Yes Girl on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple listeners, yes, that's you, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you think. We love reviews. Give us reviews. More and more reviews. Thank you. Don't forget to talk to us on social. At Corey Murray. At Charlie Penn on Instagram and at Man, Wife, Dog on Twitter. Be sure to use hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. Love ya.
0: Talk to you soon.